Gracious God and Heavenly Father, would you answer the sighs that are the sighs that are beyond words in your people with, with clear words from your heart that we might that we might live in your Son, in whose name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Talk about the mustard seed taking hold and, and taking charge. Paul writes some of the most encouraging, hope-inspiring, hope-filled, courageous words in all of Scripture in the passage that we read today from Romans. He writes those words to a congregation that's a little bit like us right now. This is a congregation that couldn't gather. We, we can't gather, at least most of us can't gather at the same time because of a pandemic. Paul's, um, the, the, the churches that Paul's writing to in Rome aren't allowed to meet as a large congregation either because of Roman politics. The Romans, the Romans fear large assemblies, and so the churches have to meet in, in small homes, or have to meet in small groups in homes. Scarcely seven years after Paul writes these words, he and Peter are both martyred in Rome. Paul by beheading, Peter by being crucified upside down, while Emperor Nero uses Christians as human torches to light up the streets. A hundred years after Paul writes, the Christian philosopher Justin is beheaded in Rome after trying to persuade the emperor of the faith only to be told that unless he sacrifices to the Roman gods, he will lose his life. He chooses to lose his life. In the early third century, there emerges from this, the church in Rome, still scattered, still having to meet in candlelit catacombs. There emerges from them this powerful Eucharistic prayer that serves as the base for our Eucharistic prayer A, recalling Christ with arms outstretched, being a, a Christus victor who wins the battle over sin and death and hell. It would have been hard for the Roman Christians that Paul is writing to. It would have been hard for them and for three centuries to follow, to imagine in the fourth century the tide turning and the church of Jesus Christ becoming ascendant in Rome and Rome being the base for a whole new Christian civilization. Throughout those years, today's words from Paul sustained this church. A few years ago, um, I may or may not have been teaching in expatriates in a rather large country in East Asia that 50 years to the day before I was teaching there had come under uh, let's just say alien domination. And Christians were having to meet in secret and were not allowed to share their faith with anybody else. 
And it was, it, it, it was amazing to think about Paul having written to the Romans about the gospel being the power of God for salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And those huddled Christians having no real basis for thinking that anything would ever change. And I found myself stunned with the possibilities. Who knows what three centuries from now will be in this large country in East Asia, largely because of the power that's unleashed when people take hold and genuinely believe the hope and take heart and be courageous the way Paul says that we can be. These words sustain the Roman Christians. They sustain our brothers and sisters in East Asia. They can sustain us now. Well, here, here's what Paul wants you to know. Paul wants you to know that if you find yourself loving God and believing in His Son and experiencing even the sighs of the Spirit within you, the groanings, if these things are true of you, it's because something happened for you deep in the mysterious depths of times before time. Let me read Romans 8, 28 through 30 with you again. I caution you, this is the Kidian translation. But we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. Because the ones whom He foreknew, and this is, this is Bible ease for no. This is no as in Adam knew Eve and a baby was born. This is no as in the sense of love in a very deep and powerful and intimate way. This is, this is the word that Amos uses when he tells God's people, God says, you only have I known from among the nations. And it's not like God didn't know about the other nations. He had not, he had not entered into a special loving relationship with them. So what this verse says is, those whom God loved way before time even began, these also he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be firstborn among many brothers and sisters, and whom he chose or predestined. These are the ones he called, and the ones he called, these are the ones he justified, and the ones he justified, these are the ones that he glorified. And each time, it's the these, making sure that if you start here in getting foreloved and predestined and called, you're going to get all the way to the end of the line to be glorified. Now, let me give you the kid summary of what Paul means here. God living in eternity and therefore not bound by time loved you before there was a you even to love. He chose you 
to become his and to become like his son. And to that end, he called you with that special internal voice that you simply could not say no to, whether it was through, whether it was through a sudden born-again experience or whether it was a gradual realization that the faith that others, maybe your mom and dad, maybe vacation Bible school teacher, maybe friends, that they were maybe, there, there, there may be a, a gradual realization that what they were saying was true and that all of a sudden, oh yeah, that's me. I own that faith. By the cross, he cleared you of the guilt of sin and took away any reason that you have to be ashamed of who you are. And he is flat determined by the spirit that he has placed within you and by the grace that you have to keep on keeping on to get you all the way home, all the way to the banqueting feast that we anticipate week after week. That's why Paul can say, We know that for those who love God, all things, meaning all things, work together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That's why no matter what comes your way, no matter how trivial and untimely the words roll off of somebody's mouth when they're trying to console you at your lowest, when you're looking at the most tragic of things that you could possibly imagine happening to you, you can say, Lord, I know that you started this whole thing with me. I know that you love me. And I know that you are committed to use even this for my good. And I will love you for that to the end, because I know that's how long your love for me will last. And so I can receive this, knowing that you are working for my good. We've all, I'm sure, had those moments when we have just thought, have thought, life is just gonna end right here, right now. I cannot possibly recover from this. My first realization of that kind of experience, and there have been many since, was when I was in the second grade. I was asked to read my book report to my class, which I considered to be a high honor. I loved reading, I loved writing, I loved being in front of people, I loved the attention, I loved the strokes. So that day, I wore my best shirt. It was a red Roy Rogers cowboy shirt. So it was red from here down, and then it had the, it had the piping and the black shoulders and the, and the white fringe. Oh man, it was my, it was my, I'm on shirt. Well, I read my book report, and I thought it was pretty good, but I couldn't understand why kids in the class were kind of laughing all their way through. Well, I kept it together finished my report, started walking back to my seat, 
And I happened to look down, and I noticed that my fly was down, and the tail end of my red shirt was sticking straight out. I'm going like, okay, this is it for me. I just want to crawl in a hole and just die. There's no, there's no coming back from this. Well, there was coming back from that. And there have been plenty more moments like that as well that just seem like, no, this is it. So many closed doors that you just go, I may as well just quit. And one of the great honors of being in Christian ministry is being alongside and hearing the stories of people who have gone through far worse. A, f- a friend of mine lost her husband to an early death, and years later, looking back on it, she said, I would never want to go through that again. I would never want anyone to go through what I went through, but I would not exchange anything for the deeper relationship that I have with Jesus now because I went through it. There's a certain invincibility that gets built into us that the world cannot crush and that in the long run will win out. That's why Paul can go on in the last part of this passage and he can He can say, look, make a list of the things that you might have to deal with. How about, and I'm just going to go through the things that he lists uh, in verse 35. How about the hardship? The hardship of living with a deadly and persistent pandemic. How about the stress, the being pressed down upon? of sensing the unraveling of the social fabric all around us? How about the persecution of having considerations of faith banished from the public square? How about the famine or nakedness of deprivation or loneliness? The peril of lawless violence in the streets, or on their other hand, the sword of misused power by those entrusted to preserve and protect. And he says, make your list. Make it everybody's list or make it your own personal list. And then in the other column, consider this. If God is for you, who could possibly be against? God who gave up his own son, how will he not grant you all things as well? And if Jesus Christ died, came back from the dead, and went to the right hand of the Father to intercede for you, to say, don't ever forget, insert your name, how could anything separate you from God's love? And then he says, knowing that, it doesn't matter whether you die or live, whether you come uh, come under, no matter what, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. 
Let me wrap up simply by giving you the Kiddian version of these verses as well. And may they ring in your ears and give you hope. What then do we say to these things? If God is for us, who could be against? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up on behalf of all of us, how will he not also with him grant us all things? Who will bring a charge against the elect of God? God who justifies? Who will condemn Christ Jesus who died, but rather who was actually raised and is at the right hand of God who intercedes on our behalf? Who or what will separate us from the love of Christ? Hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? Just as it is written, on your behalf, we are put to, get, put to death all day long, reckoned as sheep for the slaughter. But in all these things, we more than overcome. It's a lovely word that Paul uses here. It's, the, it's a combination of the word that, that Nike comes from, which means victory, and then you put hyper in front of it. So it's, it's hyper win. It's, it's, it's Alabama running up the score. It's in Little League. It's, it used to be called the slaughter rule, but then euphemistically it was called, became to be called the 10 run rule. We run up the score at the end of the day on evil and all that resists and oppose God's will. How? Through the one who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, neither angels nor, nor powers, neither things present nor things to come, neither authorities, neither height nor depth, nor any other thing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Brothers and sisters, if you get so down and depressed that you don't even know how to pray, you can know that the Spirit of God is there to just pull those sighs, those groans from deep within you, and they're redemptive. If you're so... If you're so discouraged and, de and, and feel defeated, that you just want to walk off the field, he says to you, I'm for you, and there's nothing that can be against you, and I will make you more than a conqueror. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we ask or even think to ask. To him be the glory in Christ Jesus and in the church now and forever. Amen.